In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will gonna all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily CoronaCast. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the CoronaCast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Elise. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, you know, still kicking it over here in quarantine. Same, same. Had a bad night's sleep, but, you know, it happens every My day. My sleep sort has of been just... all over the place. Well, if you want to know, we are, have you been having weird dreams? So I don't ever have dreams because I smoke too much weed. <laughs> is that the cause? <laughs> That's what I read in one article one time, and I've just like accepted it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's why I don't really have dreams. So interesting. Well, I was going to say we're interviewing a, a dreams expert on DST right after this recording. So if any listeners are having whack dreams, tune in this Sunday to see what it might be about. I'm going to still listen tomorrow. and just wonder what my dreams would be about if I had any. <laughs> I, I love dream. I love dreams. I think they're so fascinating. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like I smoke weed too, but I still have them. I haven't had many in quarantine, but in general. I just have so many friends who have been having like such crazy dreams. And like, in general, I've never been a person who has crazy dreams. I have like recurring dreams, like st- stress dreams that are always the same. Interesting. Maybe it's because your imagination. That is supposed to be, uh, according to like, I don't want to misattribute this, but like, so I've heard like some like Kabbalah idea that that means that you're going to be wealthy. I thought you were going to say that it means sexual frustration because anytime I've ever said that, someone tells me that and then I'm like, okay. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Like anytime I've ever been like, oh yeah, I have a recurring dream where my teeth fall out when people are talking about that kind of things. People are like, that means you're sexually frustrated. And I'm like, cool. Well, we're at a party right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard the opposite. That it means you're going to be rich. Okay. So, so we definitely know it means something. <laughs> yes. it's a con- That's actually a very common recurring dream. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Do that, you have... I think your, 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 your imagination is so vivid in real life that you don't even have it. You don't have any yeah. left for the dreams. My life is like a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have... Um, I think I... I dream. Um, I love dreams. I think they're so cool to think about. Inception's one of my favorite movies, so I'm very excited to talk to this woman. I recently rewatched Inception because I remember seeing it like in theaters in the day, and it's I always come favorites. away from it being like, "Well, I guess I'm afraid of lucid dreaming now. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get That's a favorite trapped. of mine. <laughs> 
All right. Should we get into the news? We should. I think we have, you know, done enough on on dreams, irrelevance, <laughs> and whether or not weed affects dreams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As of today, which is May fifth, Cinco de Mayo, uh, nearly sixty nine thousand people are known to have died as a result of COVID nineteen. Obviously, there's a lot of evidence that that number is probably much higher with people who died from it without us realizing. Uh, we are rapidly approaching the White House's earlier projection of about seventy three thousand deaths by August. Fourth, but the big headline today is that this. I guess there's like a famous coronavirus model that the White House uses. Model, as in, um, like plan, not model. A statistical as in, model. Statistical model, not model, as in like a hot babe. <laughs> but Trump thinks it is a hot babe. Well, when we're talking about Donald Trump, I'm he like, he did make a babe. joke about that. He already <laughs> made a joke about that. You missed. You must have missed it. Because he, he said something. He was like, "Models, you know, not any models I've ever, not like any models I've ever been with." Oh God! That I mean, I would. Earlier. It would be like in um in a Arrested Development where Job hires like the model to <laughs> to like yeah. just stand with like the house. Yeah. Anyway, so Trump would do that. And uh, but okay, this big statistical model that the White House has been using changed its projections and they did this to reflect the premature relaxation of social distancing guidelines in many states and now the model is forecasting that more than 134,000 people will die from COVID-19 by August so it's like nearly doubled its projection yeah I mean we are we are like we're going to be at 73,000 their August 4th projection projection by the this weekend yeah, so that's like not the best. Um, also, and yesterday- yet they're like, let's let's open up. Well, it's and you have to. You feel like you're taking crazy pills because everyone's like talk shifted this conversation to opening up, and then they go outside and they don't wear their masks and they don't really distance. And I'm like, what about the the highest death toll since the beginning of this crisis? is making people feel this false sense of confidence that just because they feel like it, that we're going to just stop doing what we need to do. I really can't wrap my head around it. And my most like basic fundamental question about all of it is I'm just like, how can we think that the virus is just gonna stop at different states like it doesn't make sense to me that some state that we have different guidelines in different places because it doesn't that's not what a virus is that's not how it works and i start feeling like i'm taking crazy pills and i'm like is there something that i'm fundamentally missing about this no the pe- people are in denial about the way science works. Even like the you have to stay six feet away from someone like marker is completely arbitrary. Does the virus have some sort of like shield that stops it from like traveling more than six feet? No. Like these are yeah, guidelines to feet, maximize. Like, blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these are guidelines to maximize safety for the benefit of the public health because like each it's it's okay we're at the number 69,000 no joke um there's that is it those are humans i know people family i know i i saw a tweet um recently where someone was like in a real administration we would be like 
reading the names of the people who died on the news every night. Like we would be yeah. like honoring these people and like there would be like a national space for like mourning and processing the deaths of 69,000 Americans. Like the Trump administration, but because the Trump administration doesn't want to really acknowledge what's happening or take responsibility or anything and just lacks the emotional intelligence to even lead a national mourning of any kind. He doesn't see them as human beings. He sees them as no. statistics that either help his odds of election or not. And the yes. fact that it's like 69,000 people and we're on, we're at May 1st and this is how, or sorry, May 5th, like, but whatever, in my mind, yes. it's early May. Yes. Um, the fact that it is so high at this point and we're not e we're not clearly not even done with this first wave then they're warning of a second wave i don't understand at what point you're at the bottom of the wave like the trough or whatever like what does the trough look like does that look like 1000 deaths a day like it's not the standards that what are these standards that we're holding ourselves to nobody knows of, that's what i think is acceptable. like I feel like people, another thing that people can't wrap their heads around with this, and like I have a difficulty with it too, is that like there's just an element of chance. Like you hear stories about people who are in a house where five people get coronavirus and one person just randomly doesn't. And it's like, okay. And I feel like because it is a virus and it doesn't play by the rules of like stories that humans tell themselves about how the world works, we don't, we like, can't grasp it and people are like okay well it's time to go back to work and it's like the coronavirus doesn't like it care. hasn't stopped just because right. we did this right it, it also doesn't like care if you have to go to work like it doesn't know what work is yeah. or as you said <laughs> last week it doesn't know what texas is no. like it doesn't care like it i just don't understand that people can't seem to process that it's not going to change based on our moods or the season exactly or just because we're tired and we don't feel like dealing with it anymore so yesterday we also heard about um a draft government report predicting that daily coronavirus deaths could reach three thousand per day by june 1st which is again doubling the current daily total which is around 1400 deaths per day which isn't great either um yesterday the white house and the cdc disputed those project projections actually uh when it said like so they basically like i guess this document was a draft and then they came back and were like no actually that's those numbers aren't true we don't know where those yeah. numbers came from uh but all the papers have the cdc logo on them yeah, the CDC website as of Sunday said that there were only 37,000 deaths. So the CDC is is apparently not counting deaths that are you could classify as like a heart attack or pneumonia, but obviously those things were caused by coronavirus. So that's a different. But every other news outlet is reporting what we're reporting. Yeah, and it's well, that gets into like a whole other aspect of this where we're going to start seeing different parties try to fudge the numbers on this thing and try i mean we're already China seeing did it. fudge all the numbers on this yeah like it, the process has already begun but like it's gonna start becoming a whole thing where there's like a set of numbers that the government is telling us and that the trump administration is giving us and a set of numbers that actually reflect all of these other factors because yeah. they're gonna work as hard as possible to be counting the least amount of people possible well that's yeah i mean that is 
typical of what happens in an aspiring dictatorship. <laughs> so. I just was thinking about Donald Trump, like his bachelor interview where at the bottom it says aspiring dictator. <laughs> See, your job. imagination's so wild. You don't even need dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined it right on the spot. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Uh, Also this week, some of the country's biggest states are getting more specific about when and how they will start returning to a normal life. So... In New York, our, our beloved Governor Cuomo unveiled a phased reopening with targets that the state will have to hit, but we're like not near any of those targets yet. So it's like right, that's fine. Future goals. Sometimes it's like the the little like weight loss plan you write for yourself. <laughs> Elise, when I was reading this outline, I was that's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> I was like, just because you say you want to lose a hundred pounds. Yeah. doesn't mean that today you have you are anywhere near that yeah exactly it's like aspirates it's the vision people board. are like oh he announced the guidelines it's like congratulations have you looked at them and checked out what they actually say yeah it's like i uh, yeah i also pinned a workout routine that doesn't yeah. mean that it's happening <laughs> exactly yeah it's so true <laughs> but they he did unveil them which is it was nice he took the time to make the plan and that's nice that he did that yes <laughs> but what's very interesting is that governor gavin newsom in california announced today that he will start to reopen some of the state's businesses on fridays with guidelines in place so this basically is going to account for quote-unquote low-risk businesses like clothing stores, (laughs) florists are on there, which is just funny to me because Danny and I have been trying to figure – we're like, okay, so we'll get a florist for our wedding when we're able to go to the florist again. So it was just interesting to me to see florists picked out. Uh, Bookstores, sporting goods stores, and they can all open operate with curbside pickup. Okay. That's good news. I think those facilitate people being at home also. Yeah, that's the other thing is he's this does not count for like office spaces. So everyone who can telework is still like, you know, told to work from home. Restaurants are not 
open at all. Not seated dining. There's takeaway, but you can't like sit in a restaurant, which is interesting because I know my sister was telling me that in Austin, I think they just opened up restaurants at like 25% capacity or something. That seems uh, like a solid operating plan for those proprietors. I know. That's my thing is I'm like, no business is saved by 25% operating capacity. They, their margins are so much lower than that. It's crazy. Right? Like a restaurant is one of the toughest businesses. And the Republicans claim to be the party of business. That's what's wild to me. Right. And it's like, you think you can re- operate a restaurant with only 25% full maximum? Like, okay. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. But restaurants are not opening in California um, or shopping malls, stuff like that. So any, so it's like, I, I was surprised to see that. But on the other hand, I do feel like Gavin Newsom has been so like thoughtful and good during this. I feel like this if he's making practical. this decision, it's based on data that he has seen. <laughs> yeah, no, this seems to be like a practice. Like it's not that he, he's inviting people to like come peruse the clothing stores. No, and like, I mean, if there's one thing to say for the reopen America people, which there isn't much to say for them, but like, we do have to have a conversation about what the world will, what a semi reopen world looks like. And we need to be able to have like a thoughtful, good conversation about like, okay, what, how do we operate for the next however long this is going on? And like, what can we do and what's safe and what's not safe? I wish that that conversation was being led from the top down, but unfortunately that's not happening. So, well, I think you can think about it as like the people are shifting their spending. So the whole economy doesn't have to completely fall out. Like, like you can choose to change your lifestyle. So if we're not going to spend money on travel for the next, you know, two years or whatever, maybe you spend more on investing in your home and like your kitchen supplies. Cause you're not, eating out as much like there's just different ways that you can you can shift your spending assuming that you haven't lost your job and your paycheck that is potentially more suited to this world so yeah i mean it yeah, doesn't like, have so, to be this total like bottoming out yeah and so i mean so much is going to change and obviously there's going to be be a need for a sustained government aid program of some kind while this is going on. If you look at Europe, Europe is basically paying businesses not to fire people. Like that's the choice that they have made. We'll obviously see how it pans out. Well, that's what the PPP loan is. Yeah. Essentially. But the time horizon on that is literally eight weeks. So yeah, like Europe's basically being like for as long, at least that's, is their strategy right now is like for while this is going on, we're going to pay businesses not to fire people, which is, I think France is doing that. Germany, I think is also doing it. Like just a lot of places in Europe. That's what their model is. I mean, what they have going on here is in no way a long-term solve. It's not like there's even been a second stimulus check for like the regular person. Not even everyone got their first one. Oh, can I also say, which I I texted in our our group chat this weekend, but I got that creepy letter from Trump this weekend, which um, if you're listening to this and you got direct deposit and you were like, like me, you were like, ha ha, I don't have to see Trump's stupid signature on my check. He sent a letter to both me and my fiance to everyone. I guess he sent it to everyone who got a direct deposit. That's like, 
by the way, the check's from me. So just in case, in case you were wondering who gave you $1,200, that was me, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> you can send your thank yous to the White House because I'm the president. And it's just like, God yeah, damn it. Basically. I saved, I, we threw one of the letters away and then I saved the other letter in this like memento box I keep. And it's the first time I've ever put like a dark item in the memento box. <laughs> it could become your horcrux. I only, I usually only put like cool stuff in there. Like I have some like sample ballots from like Obama elections and stuff. But now this was the first time I was like, I'm choosing to add a dark history. I like to it. The memento box. I like it. It's <laughs> true. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't make your, your box, like your, your memento box. Sorry. That's all. That's all weird. You can't make your memento box, like, you know, a whitewashed Instagram curated version of your history. You need all of it. Exactly. It's not a good memento box. Right. It's just otherwise, a memento we're just being box. like, right. Otherwise, we're just being like America, completely whitewashing our history of exactly. injustices and slavery. The virus does not seem to have interfered with one of Trump's favorite pastimes, which is blocking experts from testifying before Congress. The White House issued a memo restricting coronavirus task force members from testifying before Congress this month. Um, Understandably, Congress wants to hear from the experts on the task force uh, who can inform their decisions about how to allocate trillions in federal funds since, like it or not, Congress does still have the power of the purse um, for now. Um, but the House panel is also set to investigate the government response to the coronavirus crisis. Um, and the White House has, as usual, um, blocked Dr. Fauci from speaking with a congressional subcommittee this week. Um, and said that he could only testify to Senate Republicans, but not to the Democratic-controlled House. Where have we heard that one before? Don McGahn, um, that I remember, was a big one. Yeah, I mean, that. it's just so crazy because it's like, what do you mean? Like, this is this is for guidelines on legislation. They need. I mean, there's yeah. also an investigation, but it's like, what are you talking about? Also, the House is will just watch it. They'll watch right. the testimony. Like they're gonna find out what he said. So also like, the. There are Democrats there in the questioning, even if it's the Republicans. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, it's stupid. He also made another dumb excuse that the task force is too busy in May. So the restrictions just for May and like try again in June. Um, but the task force is no longer even meeting every day. So I don't know, you know, other than TV appearances, none of which have been on, you know, a Betches channel. I don't know what Fauci's up to. Yeah, Fauci, I'm if wondering, you're listening. Yeah, first of all, Fauci, if you want to come on the pod, you are welcome anytime. Um, I also I know we're no science magazine, but we are fun. Part of me wonders sometimes if Trump also wants to prevent Fauci from doing more press appearances just because Fauci gets better press than him. Oh, absolutely. Of course. That's He's like, like I don't want Fauci to have all um, one of these big hearing moments where everybody watches the hearing and then they see Fauci and Brad Pitt plays him on SNL again or whatever. Right. Exactly. Like he can't stand that like this doctor is, can, is now the one that gets compared yeah. to Brad Pitt because he thinks he's like the muscle guy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what? We got a short doctor. Yeah. Everybody likes him <laughs> instead yeah. of me. And I'm gorgeous. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> um, 
And okay, so I mean, it's, you know, same, same story as it always is. The administration is trying to delay accountability for not preparing for the virus. But don't worry, we are here to remind you whose fault it is. Um, <laughs> and they are, as usual, deflecting blame onto China. This time, they're taking a little bit of a different approach. Um, there's a theory popular among, you know, the Trump conspiracy crowd, none of whom are scientists, yeah. I should know. So his base, basically. So his base, yeah. <laughs> that the coronavirus originated in a lab in Wuhan, specifically in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and that it leaked accidentally from there. They're not accusing China, lest they like come come back at us, of actually intentionally creating and releasing this virus, but that they it accidentally escaped somehow. Um, Mike Pompeo went on... On Sunday, he backed President Trump's assertion that the coronavirus originated in a research lab and claimed there was enormous evidence of this. Um, I should also insert Mike Pompeo is like such an end of dayer. You know, he's waiting for this. Yeah. Um, there's, there is no evidence of this, at least according to shared intelligence from the Five Eyes nations, which include the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. We should all be giving New Zealand a lot of credit because they haven't seen any cases or deaths in I believe the past two days, which is they have like the cool, like young 30 year old prime minister, Jacinda Ardern. She's so chic. She's so cool. And she like, she was like the Easter bunny is an essential worker. She's the best. Right. So according to Fauci, the Easter bunny, according to Fauci, um, he says that the science suggests that this virus came from market um, and that they can't, necessarily disprove that it didn't infect someone who worked at the lab who then went to the market, but that is probably not the case. And everything that he's seen so far makes him see that it's, makes him think that it's not from a lab. Um, It really makes no sense and shows Trump's short-sightedness that he's choosing to take this approach because his only hope for re-election is the economy. And if he makes China too angry um, by blaming them, this could interfere with agreements on tariffs and trade that they already have. Um, which would lead Americans to have to pay more for Chinese goods during recession, which would also like just on a fundamental level, like, okay, so let's say that it did escape from a lab in Wuhan. That's bad, but it doesn't fundamentally change the situation in any way, shape or form. Like if they were lying and saying China released the virus into the world, then I would at least understand why it was important to know that it's just <laughs> like a deflection. Yeah. It's just a deflection. Um, that's really it. Um, yeah, it's just, but it's, usual- it's just so funny to me to not go all the way with the conspiracy and be like, Oh, they released it because if it was just an accident, then it's like, okay, yeah, that's really bad that that happened, but there was no foul play. And like, it doesn't change what we need to do to respond to the virus in any way. Right. It's stupid. It's just like another talking point, vaguely racist. Yeah. That's it. Um, But yeah, we have one more quickie story that we just want to include because it's a little delight. Um, Trump is going apeshit over an ad from anti-Trump Super PAC, The Lincoln Project. Uh, Yeah. So this ad is titled Morning in America, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, which is a play on the very famous 1984 Ronald Reagan ad, Morning in America, like the beginning of the day version of morning. So very clever there. And uh, the ad basically 
you know, it criticizes Trump's response to the coronavirus. It talks about how bad the economy is. I mean, all the, all the things the that you hits. can. Yeah, the things the you facts. imagine that the ad probably says. We can play a clip. Yes, we do have a clip. There's mourning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be an America? Paid for by the Lincoln Project, which is responsible for the content of this advertising. But yeah, Trump was uh, mad at this ad. He was tweeting at like 1 a.m. a lot, um, calling out the you know Lincoln Project people by name, um, calling them loser types. And um, it's just, it, I think it, watching their reactions, the people who he tweeted about this morning on Twitter, George Conway was among them, Kellyanne's husband. Yes. Well, was, so Kellyanne's husband, George, actually either run he's involved he's, with in he started capacity, the lincoln project the lincoln project the group that like made this well the lincoln project is basically a group for just background is a group of like never trump republicans um as opposed to it's not democrats so it's mm -hmm. people who have been against trump um so like his worst enemies i think if anything like they reflect the worst on him yeah so that's the group behind this ad um and kellyanne's husband it's very interesting. I mean, it's clever. The morning, morning in America twist is very clever, very cute very. of George and his buddies. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so like DC insider, but it works. It is designed also to piss him off, which I do love because he lives on television and he will definitely remember the morning in America ad. He like lives mentally in the 80s all the time. <laughs> yeah. So to be unfavorably compared to Ronald Reagan to him, I think is something Cuts deep. Yeah. I cut, it hurts him. It hurts him hard. All right. Well, <laughs> until the end of COVID-19, I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the SUP Daily Corona Cast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The SUP is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.